Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Ready to get started? Yes. Okay. Three. Oh, do you want to start or should I start? No, you can start. <laughs> okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of I Made It Nice, a Real Housewives of New York recap podcast. I'm Allison. And I'm Colleen. So, yeah, it's um, June, late June 2020. We're in the middle of quarantine. The world is kind of falling apart. And what better time now than to talk about one of the best Bravo fr- franchises, Real Housewives of New York, season one. Yeah, I think we kind of got into this during full-blown quarantine when there really wasn't much to do. Mm-hmm. Right now, things are kind of opening back up up again but still very cautious yes so it's still something to do yep and as colleen pointed out to me last night like it's kind of my duty now to catch up on the franchises i don't really follow like dallas because that might be all we have everybody who knows if they're ever going to be able to film this again what it's going to look like you know Sonia trying to wear a mask. Dallas did start filming. Okay, so Dallas did since Texas has already eased their restrictions. So I really need to catch up if I want some fresh content. Yeah. I really think they should have done Housewives in quarantine to see how they managed without, you know, the staff or their hair person or their makeup their glam team, whatever. I think that really would have been quality TV. That would have been amazing. Like Sonia with no interns, like what's going on? Ramona was with Mario in Florida. <laughs> well, Sonia was in that. Oh, that's right. Rehab or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. I think she was stuck there <laughs> for weeks on end. Which honestly. Came out looking fabulous, might I say. <laughs> Right. If there's ever a time to spend time in rehab, maybe during quarantine. Yeah, not so bad. Yeah. You're not cooking your own meals. You're having it delivered to your room. (laughs) And she really does look amazing. Like whatever she was doing in her quote unquote spa retreat, um, really working for her. Yeah. I don't know if they give Botox and facelifts there or if just eating healthy foods and resting and meditating and taking care of yourself is really the key. I know. But whatever it is, I want some. (laughs) Yep. Same. So yeah, so we decided to start with season one of Real Housewives of New York. Um, This premiered on March 4th, 2008, which not only was it 12 years ago, like it feels like a lifetime ago, like George W. Bush was still the president, everybody. Like we were waiting for Obama to be elected. Um, the top song that week was Low by Flo Rida. And so just for a little <laughs> still context, a classic, still a classic, still a bop. Um, so Colleen, where were you in March of 2008? Um, where was I? I think I was living in Hoboken with a ton of roommates or something. Mm-hmm. Um, no kids. <laughs> that's for sure. Yep. Probably, you know, going out four nights a week. Yeah. Barely making money. But I had a lot more freedom than I have right now. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. I was finishing up. What about you? Yeah. I was finishing up my freshman year of college. I can, like, 
distinctly remember this outfit I really liked that was like an orange t-shirt, a jean skirt, and leggings underneath the jean skirt. So (laughs) that's what 2008 was like. (laughs) That's when I had a going out clothes section of my closet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope it was Masoni. I mean that clothing rod I had propped up against my walls. (laughs) It wasn't really a closet. Probably looks a lot like uh, probably looked a lot like Sonia's current bedroom with all of those racks and things yeah. strewn about. Yeah, it was something. So, but yeah, so the episode itself, like the series, started filming November two thousand seven. It was originally supposed to be something called Manhattan Moms, which like explains a lot about the content this episode. Even with Bethany, it's like kind of hovering this around this idea of wanting to be a mom. So, right. Yeah. Right. She does mention that quite a bit. Yes. Um, so I'm going to read from the intro, everyone's tagline for this season. Colleen, you, you match it to the housewife. New okay, York City. Yes. New York City is my playground. Um, is that Bethany? Yep. Okay. To a certain group of people in New York, status is everything. Alex. Yes. I never feel guilty about being privileged. <laughs> what? I don't know. Luann. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, is that Simon? I don't know. <laughs> yes, yeah, Simon was like the quiet sixth housewife of this, <laughs> the first four seasons. But yeah, anyway. Um, I run with a fabulous circle. Oh, that's Jill Zarin. And then last but certainly not least, I like to make my own money. I find I'm an aphrodisiac. Ramona. (laughs) One and only Ramona Singer, who let's talk about her and Mario's first appearance this episode. Do you want to talk about what those two cool cats were doing? (laughs) They were like in the club. Yeah. Dancing. (laughs) Ramona had her knee-high boots on and... (laughs) some crazy pattern dress and she's like boogieing down yeah and like very fitting the first line of the whole series is ramona saying i'm proud of being sexy so of course she really truly has not changed as we will see honestly like she's thriving now more than ever she's really been able to embrace these ramona parts of herself but at this point you know we see her life Avery is only 12 years old, but also, like, already very deeply embarrassed by her parents' behavior. She's 12 years old going (laughs) on, like, 65. Yes. But she is cute as a button. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we see, like, a lot of these scenes where Avery's kind of, like, hiding her face behind her hands. Her parents, for some reason, like, took her to this party that kind of low-key looks like a swingers party. I don't know. But (laughs) it totally does. Yeah. She's just like the mom. Like she is Ramona's mom. And I think she still is. Uh, Absolutely. She's totally the mom in that relationship. And Ramona is the child. Mm -hmm. And Avery has to like team her mom and make sure her mom's not embarrassing her. Mm -hmm. And Ramona just is Ramona. Oh, yeah. She never changed. She's wearing. So like she's talking about and it's true. Like she raised Avery conservatively. In spite of, like, the way that she lives, which is interesting. But, I mean, it definitely shows. Like, Avery's, like, in her cute little, like, polo shirts and just, like, doing her homework, doing her thing. Yeah, she's very studious. Yes. Which, I think she went to a good college. I don't know where she graduated from. Do you? 
Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, she has like a good job. Like she works hard just like, well, at least one of her parents. I don't I don't really know because we found out that Mario makes religious paraphernalia for a living. <laughs> yeah, how did I not know that? Me neither. Like he's making those like cheap candles you see at the supermarket, I guess, and like rosary <laughs> beads and stuff, like the kind of stuff that you like buy out of guilt for an elderly person. I don't know. <laughs> Like when you need a communion gift, you go and call Mario. Yes, yes. He hooks you up with your rosary beads. (laughs) With your godchild's initials on them. Exactly. Because, you know, Mario Singer is a very religious and Jesus-following man, I guess. Totally. Totally fits. Is this like a family? It was a family business or something, right? I think so, because then I thought, like, I always thought his family, like, he was in a couple family businesses that, like, Ramona was also involved in, even though, like, Ramona makes her own money. Like, I thought there was, like, a jewelry line or something. I don't know. I mean, how much does, like, a religious company bring in? How much could I they mean, possibly I mean, like, what make? does a rosary bead go for? I mean, it's been <laughs> a minute since I purchased one of those. Do you have, to pay, per, do you have to pay per bead? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, are they pearls or plastic or... I guess I don't. Yeah, I just don't understand how that affords you this life of luxury. Although I, I'm guessing a lot of the money is Ramona's and Mario's family, not necessarily Mario's. I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's the only thing I that mean, makes sense. Like I said, I'm not usually one to buy these religious things. Um, honestly, right now, like if I was gonna buy a christening gift or a confirmation gift or something, I wouldn't know where to go. I'd just probably go on Etsy or something. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I'm actually in that predicament because it turns out <laughs> I'm going to be the godmother <laughs> to your baby in two yeah, months. Yeah, <laughs> we can ever... If we can ever arrange a christening, yeah. you know, we just need to dip this kid in the holy water and call it a day. <laughs> call it a day. I just realized the other day, I'm like, do I have to get like a bedazzled mask or something? Like... If I have to wear a mask at this, I don't know. Yeah, we're all going to have to wear a mask at this thing. I mean, like, these pictures are going to be something (laughs) for her to keep, for sure. (sighs) One for the history books. Oh, my God. Should we get, like, matching family masks? Yes. (laughs) With with your baby's picture on them. (laughs) Oh, that's so creepy. (laughs) Harper 2020. (laughs) You know what? I think we have to make this happen now. Forget no, the rosary no. We're not putting her face on a mask. It's <laughs> so creepy. True. Ugh. But yeah, so we also find out, like, I think Ramona still works very hard. She strikes me as a type of person who, like, can't stop moving. But basically, at this point, her main business is, like, as a reseller of, like, excess products, I guess. Yeah, it seems like she does, you know, like what a Marshalls does, where they scoop up all the crap other people don't want and then sell it to people who want it. I don't know. Is that what she does? I guess so. Yeah, like, I guess that's how you get your items at Marshalls and TJ Maxx and everything, or even Home Goods, probably. Like, it's really overflow from other stores. Oh, I miss those places so I know. much. I know. I'm just, like, waiting for the day to, like, Put on my podcast and just like stroll aimlessly through Home Goods. They reopened here, uh-huh. and 
there was a line wrapped around the back of the building 20 yeah. minutes after this place opened. I drove by today and there was still a line in the middle of the day. Oh I'm my like, gosh. I want to go, but I'm not waiting outside in 90 degree weather no. <laughs> to step foot in this store. I will go to Ramona Singer and be like, what can you hook me up with? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's all business-like, negotiating and trying to get the best deal. And we see that business side of Ramona. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, then we also see the... Um body conscious side of Ramona do you do you want to talk about her doctor's office visit well she <laughs> she was going and getting several procedures done mm-hmm. um all non-invasive of course mm-hmm. but that she was getting several procedures done because it's very important to look your best and she had to give that whole spiel which we hear every single season from Ramona <laughs> she does look good though she I does mean, yeah so whatever she's doing is working and she's not one to do a ton of, you know, Vicki Gundelson plastic <laughs> surgery no. where her face looks like, you know, completely different shape and everything. But, um, yeah, she does get her, her treatments and you know what? If I had the money, I'd probably do the same thing. They seem to be working. Totally. And like, it's totally the kind of thing that you would have seen when the show was first on and been like, oh, this woman's going to look like, you know, like pla- like a plastic doll in 12 years. But she honestly like has some of the best work I've seen. It's like very like, like she's not like shy about getting work done, but the end result is really good where she like just looks like refreshed. And she also mm-hmm. takes care of herself. Like I think you were saying like she doesn't eat a lot of carbs but she eats lots of vegetables yeah well she was posting a lot of her meals during quarantine like almost every single night we saw what Ramona had for dinner Mm -hmm. and she was typically having you know a, a lean protein like a fish or something like that And lots of greens and skipping on whatever carb Avery was making. Mm -hmm. Avery indulges in the carbs. Well, she's um, 25. She's time. Yeah, and she, yeah, she works out and everything. But Ramona would skip it and she would do like a double vegetable, which is not a bad idea. No. Yeah. But then she eats ice cream, right? Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. So, you know, I guess the moral of the story is get rich one to get smart work done like Ramona and three eat your greens eat your greens yes for sure sounds good but don't skip the work because that's important yes <laughs> true greens are not going to give you that instant facelift <laughs> <laughs> as much as they tell you it will it doesn't yep okay so I have a question for you how do you make it in New York society? What's the best thing you could do for yourself to like really get in with the in crowd? Um, well, you go to every single event, uh-huh. every single one. You donate your money to lots of charities. Okay. Anything else? And you have hospitals named after yourself. Oh, okay. All right. All right. which I didn't know that you could do if you were alive yes and so this is Jill's whole thing she's talking about like how she and Bobby broke into the inner social circle but that's a good point 
Like, first of all, I know there's like wings at hospitals, but I always thought it was like from people's wills. Yeah, like I thought like if like you died and you were being taken care of by the cancer center at such and such hospital and your family has a ton of money, they may make this big, big donation to the cancer center and then somehow your the center is named after you like maybe you build a new wing so now it's going to be the colleen wing of the hospital right am i missing something i don't know and like i I mean i guess you could do that if you're alive but like what do you do then like you meet somebody at a cocktail party and you know and you're like you know what the children's surgical wing of a columbia presbyterian we bought it it's named after us (laughs) I mean, you must have to donate a shit ton of money yes. to have anything named after you. Like, to get your name on the wall of anything, especially in New York. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. To have a whole wing named after yourself or a whole, like, like the Diabetes Center at Columbia is the Naomi Berry Diabetes Center. Okay. Now, I don't know if Naomi is alive. Mm-hmm. I don't really know the story. But I'm assuming the Berry family is loaded. Yes. Yeah. And that probably Naomi, unfortunately, is probably not with us anymore. It's just my assumption. Well, yeah. Well, actually, you know what? Interesting. I know the person. So there is um, the Molly Center is the diabetes center at one of the hospitals around here. Mm -hmm. And I know Molly's brother. And Molly is alive. Oh. And doing well. Well, that's good. Yeah. So maybe maybe there is something to that. Maybe Molly really helped her family get a leg up in the social circle. I guess so. They go to all the parties. Yes. They go to all every the single gathering. <laughs> Invitations in the mail every single day. But really- when she shows us, she's opening up all of her mail in the back of her car while the driver's driving her around New York City. And she has this invitation and this invitation. I mean, social events are just packed onto Jill's calendar. Yes. I want to be Jill. I mean, like, Uh, that's awesome. I love this version of Jill. Like, early Jill, and, like, that's just, like, her job all day is, like, she manages their social calendar and, like, just, like, loves it. Like, yeah, busy, busy, just, like, having, like, living her best life with all these invitations. Yeah. And, yeah, so we get to, like, meet poor Bobby, who is her husband, um, and we talk about, was it, like, Zarin, what, what do you call their business? Zarin Fabrics. Zarin Fabrics, yes. So we get to see them. And her daughter, Allie, is only 14 at this point. Um, yeah. But the important thing is that Bobby is her stepfather. And so they were like creating this fake tension between um, Jill and, sorry, between Allie and Bobby. Yes. So. I think that was sort of like one of these manufactured storylines, which it just seems awkward. Like, why does this have to play out on TV? Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, it's not like he's her new stepfather. He's been in the picture for quite some time. Yeah. But um, yeah, they, they have this like strained relationship that they're going to work on now that the cameras are rolling yeah we get to exactly. see all of this awkwardness <laughs> exactly. you just want to be like come on stop like jill has this 
fabulous life. Can we focus on something different? Yes. I don't know. This is what the storyline was for them this season, which we will see it begin to play out. Yeah. Like poor Allie is 14. And Jill's like, Allie, Allie, show Bobby what we bought while we were shopping the other day. Which is weird. It's really weird. At 14, (laughs) to try clothes on for anybody is just weird. And then to like put on a fashion show for your stepfather seems a little creepy to me. Yes. But Bobby is going to see what she bought, but is also, you know, like, you know, I'm I'm busy. Like, put on your clothes, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Show me. But I, I have a ton of emails to return. Was there email back then? I guess there was. He was, it was 2008. Uh, yeah. Like, I distinctly remember Bobby in some scene is on, like, a Palm Pilot. <laughs> so it's, like, still, like, very basic tech. Well, for us, like, very basic technology. Yeah. But he's, like, clearly, like, multitasking already. Like, <laughs> yeah. while she's half-heartedly trying on her clothes. Yeah. Which, like, okay, I, like, I don't think, I I definitely read this article. It was not big news, I don't think, because Jill is, like, really a nobody at this point, unfortunately. But Jill and Allie, I read this interview with them from a few months ago where Allie found out that her biological father is not her biological father because they used a sperm donor. And she found out by, like, submitting her dna to one of those sites like 23 and me or ancestry or something oh that's creepy yeah yeah and that's how she found out yeah i'm like i think well, she I found her like siblings they, they told her this story growing up they never thought in 25 years or whatever there would be something like 23 and me that would yes. like completely debunk their their story that they had told her right because, like, I know Jill says at some point this episode, like, she tried so hard to have Allie. So, like, it makes sense. They went through, like, some kind of fertility battle. But then, like, they just never told her that. And, like, I think, like, the guy who's her biological father is, like, a prolific sperm donor, I guess. Because, like, mm-hmm. he has all these other kids with the same story, kind of. Oh, that see, that's the part of 23 and me that I don't like. I think that's yeah. so creepy. So creepy. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So now, next we have um, Bethany, who we learned nothing about this episode. No. No, no, nothing. Nothing at all. She's such a closed book. She totally. I mean, within like the first 30 seconds, it's just like, um, I, I don't really have parents. They were not involved in my life. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Like... You, her whole sob story comes out within the first minute of yes. seeing her on on camera. All of it from start to finish, and she just talks a mile a minute about how she's cooking and blah blah blah. blah. And but like she's a runaway bride, runaway bride, you know, all of this stuff. Age Nineteen times. <laughs> oh wait, no, sorry, sorry, wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong housewives. Yeah. Although you know, I wouldn't be surprised to find that out about Bethany. You never know. She gets um, around. She, she gets a lot of uh, diamonds thrown in her face. Apparently, it's true. Some, you know, she holds closer to the heart the un- closer to the heart than others. But yeah, like at this point, like it's nothing like Bethany today. Like probably she's one of the most like probably one of the richest housewives today. But at this point, she's living in like a very realistic one bedroom apartment on the Upper East Side. Like you know, she's mm-hmm. old kitchen and everything. Just kind of starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, like something cool is like, so she has this boyfriend, Jason, Jason one, not a 
Jason right, Hoppy the, yet. Right. Yeah, and he looks like Merv from Impractical Jokers. Um, <laughs> he totally does. <laughs> which, is it? Could it be? I, I would not be surprised if, like, after that, he's like, you know what? I'm taking on this new identity. I'm not Jason Murray anymore. I'm just Murr. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the other good thing is Bethany is very clear that her goal in life is to have one child and have a loft downtown. So right, she made it all happen. Which is great. She did. She did. She is not an uptown girl. She wants to be downtown. Mm-hmm. She wants to have one child, which we hear several times also. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She manifested that, I guess. Yep. Yeah. In spite of the struggle, like Jason Hoppy sucks, whatever. Like she has all of those things now and good for her. Yeah. So we're going to hop on the subway. We're going down to Brooklyn. We're going all the way down, down, down to Brooklyn. (laughs) I mean, we do we need a passport? (laughs) Can you imagine? (sighs) Brooklyn. Brooklyn. But like, so this was 2008. Like, you know, I was living in the suburbs still. I've never lived in New York, but I still think at this time Brooklyn was like on the up and up. Like it wasn't like nearly as gentrified as we imagine it. It was still like. Oh, Brooklyn. Yeah, I think it was definitely coming around because I I had been to Brooklyn several times, probably in the early 2000s, I -hmm. think, Mm -hmm. because I knew somebody who went to college there. Oh, yeah. And it, it was like... It was like very, it, it sort of had the same vibe, at least where I went, that it has now. It was like a little bit like hippie-ish. And I think that it was kind of coming around. I mean, I don't think they moved to the slums. No. But it's not Manhattan. And I think that even now, even though it is more up and up and people are are flocking to Brooklyn, it's sort of like becoming, you know, the new, I don't know place to for millennials and stuff to like kind of go I think still if you're from Manhattan going outside of Manhattan or even going outside of your own neighborhood Mm -hmm. is not something a lot of people do and going from Manhattan to Brooklyn is like me going from like New Jersey to like Ohio yeah yeah (laughs) I get what you're saying I can do it but it's a trek yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like, and I think like especially raising a family in Brooklyn, if you come from Manhattan, it's like, like how dare you kind of, like how could you kind of yeah. thing. Like if you're familiar with Jersey City, like probably like what Jersey City is going through now is like more families are moving there from outside, from the city to move to Jersey City. It's probably similar to what Brooklyn was going through at this time. I, I I think so. But like if you have the Manhattan sort of lifestyle, it's definitely almost like a, a downgrade to go to Brooklyn. Yes. Yes. Primarily probably because of, of schooling, I would think, if you have children yeah. in, the, in the school system. Yes. But yes, yeah, so we meet Simon, who is um, our fifth housewife and his wife, Alex. And... <laughs> He really is. He really like he, really he is, is the main character here. Like 
Alex is fine, but I really wonder if they would have cast her if, like, Simon wasn't so thirsty. I mean, even for, like, all of the interviews, you see he's always with her. Yes, always. Like, it's, it's like they are connected yes. at the hip, like, almost literally. Yeah. Like, they never grow tired of each other. And, like, God bless, because now when they're living in Australia, like, they're still very much together and, like, <laughs> still doing their thing. So, like, it's working, but, like, they are never apart. I don't get it. No. I, I need I space. Yeah. Not that kind of person. But, like, they also met in an interesting way, which is they met online. So it's probably, like, based on the age of their kids, like, late 90s, they met on an online dating website. And, like, we're basically 90-day fiancés. Because Simon's from Australia and like she, I guess, was in New York at that time. But she's like, what, like a Kansas girl or something? Yeah, she's from the Midwest and it shows. Yes, <laughs> definitely. It does. But yeah, so they live in like this beautiful Brooklyn brownstone that like, I don't know what they bought it for. But like nowadays would be worth like millions of dollars. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. And they're both like they're both working parents. Like he he's he does more than sell religious paraphernalia. <laughs> like he's in like hotel like administration luxury hotels. luxury hotels. And she is a visual merchandiser, which I don't know what that means. It, is it like graphic design or? I don't know. Like I I wrote down like is she dressing mannequins? Like I don't know right. what that is. Like window like, displays yeah. or something. Or like, like staging, you know, real estate listings. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, like they're kind of like the younger ones, I guess, because yeah, they're younger. They live in Brooklyn, and they're not in this like stuffy Upper East Side environment like the other ladies are. Yeah, I mean, it has its perks for sure. They probably could get a bigger place in Brooklyn than they can in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's Brooklyn. And they are constantly defending that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last but not least, we have Countess Luann. The Countess. The Countess. Who was actually a real Countess at this time. Married to the Count. Right. She was actually married to the Count. Um, I think she explains kind of where his family history lies. And I don't know, somehow they like gave us a Statue of Liberty. Yes. Yeah, the United like States a Statue of Liberty. That's what I remember. <laughs> yes, that's that sounds about right. Um, so, yeah, I'm we... always going to think about that now. I'm going to take my kids to this, you know, piece of history and just think of Countess Luann. Right. They should just like really like remodel her face to be Lou's face. I think <laughs> we could probably get a <laughs> petition going for that. <laughs> yeah. Emily wanted to know if the Statue of Liberty was a real person. I'm like, are you like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just a you lady standing is- there. <laughs> You think this is a real person? <laughs> like, I mean, sometimes I think that she's smart. And then I'm like, oh, my God, what am I saving money for college for? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, she's six, by the way. I but think... you would think that you can see the picture of this statue and realize that's not a real person. Well, at six. To be, yeah. Has she been exposed to any of those street performers who pretend that they're statues, though? Because that might explain some discrepancies in her thinking. I mean, we went to Disney. 
Mm. I don't know. Well, well, I, I hope she'll be okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Delasteps De family. School. I know she needs to go to real schools so that she could learn. Delasteps family is really responsible for giving us this statue, not a human being. <laughs> right. So yeah, Luann uh, used to be kind of chunky. She, as she says, she worked as a I'm nurse sure. and then she was working as a model and then the count swept her off her feet. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Her kids are like really little, like, you know, from how I picture them in this, Victoria's 12 <clears throat> and Noel, Noel, I guess that's how you say it, is 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a lot of animals at home. Oh, yeah. Because they're getting ready to go to the Hamptons. And Luann is coming down the stairs with, like, no less than 30 animals. <laughs> <laughs> they have, what, like, um, hamsters or something? There's or definitely a bird a, or yeah, something? There's definitely a bird and a hamster in the mix. And, like, they're, um, yeah, they're, she's, like, bringing all these up. She's packing up this SUV, just going up and down, up and down with all of these animals. <laughs> To tote off for the summer. Yeah. And they have the, the housekeeper trying to to help. She's running around. Yes. Trying to get everything together for the kids and for Luann. I mean, let's let's face it. I think that... What's her name, the housekeeper? I think it's Rosanna. Rosanna. Yeah. I think Rosanna really, you know, got everything together. Oh, yeah. And just as they were about to pack up the car, they turned those cameras on and Luann came in and acted like she had been working for hours packing up the children. Like, you can't convince me that Luann ever lifted a finger in this house when Rosanna was around. Like, this poor woman. (laughs) Please. She might be barking orders at Rosanna, but there is no way that she's there actually doing a thing. Yeah. Like, Luann cleaning out a hamster cage? I don't think so. Oh, no way. (laughs) No way. There's absolutely no way. Yeah. So at the end, even, we see Luann. She gets behind the wheel of this big SUV, allegedly, to drive to the Hamptons. And, you know, Rosanna sits down on the steps of the press. She sits down like, oh, thank God. I got (laughs) rid of that. Like, this woman is exhausted. Like, I just want to give her a glass of water and a hug. I mean, she's tired. She could not wait for them to pull off that street. No. I, I want to know where Rosanna is now because she probably has a lot of stories to tell. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I would hire her. Yes. She has been vetted by the Countess. Yes. If you could work for Countess Luann, you could you could do anything probably. And, you know, if you live through it. <laughs> if you live through it. If you don't oh, succumb, God bless Rosanna. Yeah. If you don't succumb to like a lizard bite or something along the way. <laughs> okay so then our big journey begins and bethany explains to us like about the hamptons and what's going on here with the summer um so she's talking all about how it's like i guess they they picked up right away like bethany will play game with the producers like if you give her lines to say she can do it pretty well um you know more aware of the show than others at first but basically she's saying like in New York, like, the life that you have can kind of be hidden because your interior life is, like, in this building and everything, whereas in the Hamptons, like, it's all about show all the time. Like, your yard has to look perfect, um, the exterior of your home, like, you have to throw these lavish parties in your garden and everything, and so for the rich people, it's, like, this whole other game that they play in the summer to, like, one-up each other. Yeah, which, 
is accurate. Mm -hmm. But then she says that it's a combination of waspiness and juice. That's a quote from her. I'm like, okay. Okay, Bethany. All right. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, we go to Jill's house in the Hamptons, um, which looks really beautiful. So Jill, uh, she, as she said, she grew up in the quote unquote ghetto of Long Island, which like I've never been to Long Island. So I don't know. Oh, no, there's ghettos in Long Island. Yeah. I don't know if she truly grew up in a ghetto. She probably blew but... up, grew up in, like, a split level. <laughs> <laughs> it was so ghetto. Yeah. We had an above-ground pool. <laughs> but, yeah, We didn't so... have a maid. We had to cook our own meals. It was just the ghetto. The worst. I didn't have a Rosanna to carry my pets around. And so, yeah, like Jill's whole thing is she's like, this is not necessarily where I would choose, but we're living here because all of our friends are here in Southampton and blah, 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 you know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. So, uh, yeah, Jill is saying so they did this whole thing, like, because this show is still trying to pretend that all these ladies met naturally where Jill's like, oh, I met Luann at a movie premiere once. And I've socialized minimally with Ramona, which kind of like sets the groundwork. Yes. that She doesn't really like Ramona that much. Um, but now right. she's forced she's to talk to her. Very yeah. impressed with Luann. You could tell Jill is she wants to be Luann's friend. Yes. And she's like, you know, I, I think it's kind of cool that she's a countess. <laughs> I do. I do. I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> but then she makes it a point to say that she has known of Ramona for like four or five years and they, you know, maybe have been at some parties together, but they are not friends. She is very clear to yes. say they are not friends. Yes, exactly. And like the way, like the, the phrasing of like, you've known of her, it's like, yeah, I know that bitch. Like, you know, yeah, like, but we're not friends. You know, we, we socialize minimally. Yeah. And so then we're introduced to this guy in Jill's backyard who's a quote-unquote tennis pro by day. Um, <laughs> he makes okay. it a point to say, yeah. I'm a tennis pro by day. By day. Like, you cannot say that and then not tell me what you do at Ex- night. Exactly, exactly. What do you do at night? <laughs> like, especially in Southampton, there's money flowing. I need to know about your nighttime activities. I want I that TV know. show. <laughs> yeah. I need to know, what do these tennis pros do at night? You know what's funny, though? Like, here in my little community, I was going for a walk, and we have these tennis courts, Mm. and I swear there are tennis pros here. (gasps) There were women like Ramona and Luann that had their tennis skirts on. Like, they had the outfit that they bought, like, yesterday, Mm -hmm. and they had these tennis pros working with them one-on-one were they like young european hunks i don't know if they were european but they were significantly younger than these women and they were pretty hunky Mm -hmm. okay so they look like the kind of person a kind of man who might have a different job by night yes i don't know what but i can only imagine what these guys are doing at night Mm. andy cohen give us the tv show we need it. I ju- yeah, I just hope they're not struggling with the COVID-19 outbreak with their oh, <laughs> daytime please. or nighttime jobs. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many people are hiring uh, the nighttime portion of their job, but hopefully (laughs) the daytime portion is starting to come back. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So Jill is there playing with poor Allie again. Like we said, 14 years old. And then they have a nice chat on the deck about Allie's plans for the rest of the summer. Right. So this is where they start talking about the detox center that she's going to for her arthritis. (laughs) And, and, you know, maybe a little weight loss, maybe a little bit. Yes. So yeah, just a little weight loss, which like, I feel like, first of all, Allie is not like, she is like some weight to lose, but she's also a 14 year old girl and having to say this on TV that she wants to go to this center to lose weight, like just humiliating this poor, this poor girl. Yeah. But it's interesting because Jill says it's for her arthritis. Yes. She does mention that maybe, you know, okay, well, maybe the weight loss too, you know. But then you ask Allie and Allie's like, well, you know, I'm going there because I want to lose weight. (laughs) Right, right. Somehow Jill is a little embarrassed, I think, to like say that's what it's for. But, you know, it's also only a week. Right. It's only a week. You, as a professional, how much weight is healthy for a 14-year-old girl at Allie's height and weight to lose in one week? I mean, maybe week one, you lose some water weight. And maybe you lose a little bit of your stored fat. Uh So maybe week one, you lose five pounds. I mean, if you think about, like, the biggest loser, the first week or two, they they lose the most. And then it kind of plateaus but really a healthy weight loss is one or two pounds a week but at the first week or so if you're really committed you can lose a little bit more but it's like kind of like the the bloat and the water and all of that coming off yeah so what are you i mean a week i don't know what are you gonna like, are I they wonder, cutting off limbs? Like, how much weight are you going to lose in a week? <laughs> and I wonder, like, with their money, because we'll see, like, you know, you got to ask Bobby for the money. And it's not cheap. It's like on Martha's Vineyard, I think. Like, why doesn't Allie just go to, like, a regular fat camp? I don't know. If, if that's oh, her goal. <laughs> Allie going to a fat camp? Camp Shane? Like, come on. True, true, true. I just think of it as, like... The salute your shorts camp, but like yeah. only fat people. <laughs> I just think of the MTV special with the girl who they all tell her to take a shower and she has like a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> like if you told me I stink, I would have took a shower. Oh my God. Yeah. Just assume if you're in camp in the summer, you stink. Oh God, especially if you're like exercising because you're losing weight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then Jill says to Allie, you know, this is a commitment. This is a commitment. I don't expect perfection, but I expect you to try. And Allie's like, okay, mom. Yeah, yeah. She's like, all right, well, then I'll talk to Bobby and I'll see if we can work it out. And then, and then to cap it all off, she makes Allie say, I love you, mommy. Thanks for sending me to detox. Yes. And she's like, oh my God, mom. All right. I love you, mom. I love you. <laughs> and Jill's just smiling ear to ear. She's like, I'll talk to Bobby. <laughs> and you love me, right? You love me. <laughs> Say it. Say it, Allie. <laughs> Say you love me. Well, we got to talk to Bobby, all right? You got to talk to Bobby. You guys have to have a good relationship, okay? <laughs> 
Well, then we get, so this is a, we have some, a sports rivalry building because Ramona is with a tennis pro of her own and she's practicing and going back and forth with this guy. So I think we're going to have a face off. Just guess. Yeah. Her tennis pro. I wonder what he does at night. I don't yes. know. <laughs> and, but he's, he, he knows Ramona very well. They've worked together because he says that she can play when she focuses. But does she ever focus? That's the thing. Like, for as hard as she works, Ramona, like, strikes me as, like, very adult ADD. Like, yeah. yeah. Give her an Adderall (laughs) and that woman can change the world. Yeah. (laughs) She just needs to concentrate. Plus, she's just so flirty with this guy. It was his other job by night. I can't imagine her being able to focus on, like, her backstroke, whatever. Whatever you call it. She's just, like, bouncing around. Like, I, I need her energy. Right? Like, that's the other thing. Like, Ramona is endless energy. Like, I I don't have that energy. And at this point, I'm, like, probably half her age-ish. You know, a little bit older. <sighs> I'm jealous. Yeah. Me too. Well, there's one couple who's not in the Hamptons. That it's Simon and... His sidekick, Alex. Yes, yes. His wife, I don't remember. Oh, 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 Alex. That's her name. Right, right. <laughs> they are preparing to go to St. Bart's. Because they don't like the Hamptons. No. It's just too much work to go to the Hamptons. They don't want to go to the Hamptons. They don't want to live in Manhattan. They don't want to go to the Hamptons. They are just so unique and special. They are going to the Caribbean. Is it in the Caribbean? Yeah, it or is. Or something? It's, yeah, it's like by, I guess, like Turks and Caicos. Like, I don't know. Somewhere somewhere in the Caribbean, so, people. I don't know. I don't have a map in front of it's me. It's like one of those places, if you go on CheapCaribbean.com and you click off, you want to go to an all-inclusive some of these St. Bart's resorts that they go to are going to yeah. pop up and you can get your meal plan and your drinks and it will cost you like, I don't know, like a couple thousand dollars. It's not that much money. God, I want to go anywhere right now. Oh, yeah. I, I want to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I want someone to just make me dinner and hand me a drink. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't want to go with my kids so they can stay here. Oh, true. Um, we'll call our I'm not bringing down. my kids to St. Bart's. No. Kids do not deserve St. Bart's. Well, I guess they, they brought the au pair, right? Yeah. But. So if you have, you know, if you can, like, play with your kids in the pool for 20 minutes and the au pair takes care of them the rest of the day, like, maybe. But. Yeah. I, I don't know because I also I know relax. like getting to St. Bart's is like actually complicated. Like if you fly into St. Bart's, you have to fly into Miami if you're coming from the U.S. and take this really small plane that like dives between mountains or something. Oh, and, God, no. Yeah, it's like really scary. But your other alternative is to take a ferry that I, I guess it's like a little bit longer. It's not terribly long, but it's like very rocky. And so it's like, okay, I either cheat death or I get incredibly seasick my first day of this, like, dream vacation. Oh, both of those options are making me nauseous just to think of. For sure, I couldn't do the boat. Like, I would have to risk my life and get on that plane. Yeah. But I would also probably throw up on the plane. Yeah, I would have to get on the plane, like, load up on some, I don't know, anti-anxiety meds and (laughs) cross my fingers. (laughs) Yeah. But it's the kind of thing that if I started planning this trip, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to go somewhere else. Like, you know what? There's this <laughs> other island right next to it. Yeah. 
but they probably don't speak French. So they have well, to, they have to risk their life and dive through the mountains to practice their French. That's the thing because they speak French and their children, Francois and is it Jacques? Francois. Francois and the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Francois and the other one. He doesn't speak yet, so we don't have to say his name. They speak French because we see this poor au pair who I think is from France, and like she's like half-heartedly talking to them, like at the dinner table, like trying to get them to speak French, and the kids just like do not give a shit. Yeah, they're like throwing their cereal over the floor. They're like more cocoa puffs. <laughs> she's like, "How long till I can get to go home? I'm so tired." Yeah. They really play up this au pair thing. They do. And they make it sound like it's so exclusive, like for the rich only. And I don't know. In two, I wasn't looking into childcare by any means in 2008. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was so far removed from that type of situation. But was that like a weird thing in 2008? Because... I know right now, I, I can tell you like five families that I know of that have all pairs. Yeah. And they do it because it's when you have more than one child that you have to like find some sort of child care for. It's actually one of the more convenient options if you have a place for this person to stay in your house. Yeah. It's not that expensive. Like when you, you figure it out hour by hour it's way cheaper than having a nanny and it's almost like the equivalent of having your kids in daycare, which I'm not saying it's cheap. Like it's not cheap, but when you're going head to head with the cost, it's about daycare. Yeah. Sorry. I spilled something, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, like if, if both parents are working, you have multiple kids. Like it's a program that a lot of families like rely on year after year, because actually like as we record this two days ago, the government decided to stop issuing au pair visas for the rest of the year, which puts a lot of families like in a difficult spot. So because it is like something, you know, it's not cheap. Neither is daycare. So a lot of families do this. So it's not this exclusive only for the Van Kempens thing. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe in 2008, it was different than it is now. Yeah. Maybe it has picked up, but I have no clue because I didn't think about kids. Kids were just like, there's a kid <laughs> over there. Yeah. <laughs> if someone brought their kid out to a restaurant, how dare they? <laughs> I was such a snot. <sighs> wow. Different life. A different life. But like, I also... So in the... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I also feel like Simon and Alex are just very taken by this idea of their kids being so cultured and speaking French. Yeah, they have to speak French and they have to, uh, she wants them to, you know, travel the world and be these worldly people. Uh, but meanwhile, Francois is just like a little, like, I think, th- how old Dude, is he? I don't, these kids, like, like they three, both look three four to four me. I don't know. I know they're not twins, but they look the same fucking age to me, so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like these kids are just throwing tantrums, but like, you know, they're giving the, the au pair, they're kids, they're very little. And like, you have to think about too, like you're a little kid that age and there's someone shoving a camera in your face. Like, I don't think so. Like I would throw my Cocoa Puffs on the floor too. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) My dad was Cocoa Puffs. Let's be honest. It was probably like some Australian cereal. Oh yes. They had shipped in. 
GMO free, all of that. It was obviously in French, so we don't know what it is, but. <laughs> but yeah, so but in a good thing this they have... episode, yes. they are packing for their trip. Or should I say Simon is packing yes. for his trip. <laughs> and he's just like loading all of these clothes onto Alex. Yes. Like they are just tearing through their closet. Like they're trying to like escape from the law in the middle of the night. They're just like throwing out. Like, I need the linen shirts. <laughs> Those are the evening shirts. I need my linen ones. <laughs> because once again, these two... First of all, they are absolutely obsessed with each other and they cannot do anything by themselves. Like they can't pack their own suitcase without like permission and like feedback from the other person. Yeah. And then he has the nerve in the confessional to be like, well, Alex has to bring all of these clothes. Like imagine <laughs> she wants a different outfit for every day of the week. Like, like I'm sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> if I'm going St. Bart's where it's hot, it's uh-huh you think that anybody not just alex or simon you think anyone's gonna wear the same outfit to dinner two nights in a row it's fucking like disgusting. that's fucking disgusting yes, like you're sweating unless you're washing it. it which you know i don't know saint bart's is so exclusive maybe they are but it's ridiculous like but you know simon is nothing if he's not good at creating his own character so Meanwhile, he's throwing clothes out of the closet, like, <laughs> left and right, while Alex tries to scoop them up. Yeah. Okay. So then Simon and Alex arrive to St. Bart's. And they're trying to show off the good work this au pair does um, by, like, forcing their kids to speak French. <laughs> like, they're holding up an apple and... Like demanding that Francois and the other one, like, like say it in French, and these kids are just like refusing. He's, they're like, "Do you want this?" And he's like, "I want an apple." No, 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 Francois, say it in French. And he's like, "Apple, apple jokes." One that is just hard to erase from the memory. It's Everyone. completely horrifying. Horrifying. I almost feel bad talking about it. I know. What if some of these poor listeners like have oh, have managed to erase this scene out of their mind? Exactly. Like people, if you're gonna go back and watch this, like trigger warning for this scene. Like, don't be eating. Like, I don't know. Like, if you have like an emotional support animal, call them into the room. We have to talk about this beach scene. Okay, well, there's not a lot of clothing involved. Yes, there is a complete lack of so clothing. So they are, they are chasing around Francois and the other one <laughs> on the beach. Yes. Well, Alex wears her little string bikini, which I have to say she looks pretty good in. She looks good, yeah. God, I wish I could wear a string bikini and look like her around the beach. I mean, yeah. I'm like not taking off my cover up all summer so she's also like six There's foot that. two so like the weight you know just you know she's well, just a very okay. tall I, I thing if woman. i was six foot two it's i still wouldn't look like that in a string bikini <laughs> but she does have that to an advantage i guess yeah simon's wife Simon, is good looking oh, 
Simon is wearing like, a banana hammock. Nothing. He's nothing. nothing. He's Simon, basically wearing nothing. Like, okay? he may as well be naked. Simon, you know, he's in this tiny, teeny tiny, like, green little, little uh, swimsuit. I, I think it's a condom, basically. <laughs> I think it's a fluorescent condom that he has on. And he is running around this beach pretending to be a monster. And you know what? <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm not a four-year-old Francois. <laughs> I am scared. He's just like running around, letting it all hang and swing all over. <laughs> going, ah! I'm like, ah! I'm like pulling the covers over my face. I'm scared. Oh my Terrifying. God. Like, okay, imagine saving all your, you have your 50th wedding anniversary. Honey, let's go away. We haven't gone anywhere. You save up, you go to St. Bart's, you survive that plane site, plane flight, and you see Simon in his, just, his lime green a, condom. Apparently <laughs> a family beach. They have children God. there. God. It's... My God, the questions Emily would have if she saw something <laughs> like that on the beach. Emily, I'd who like... asked me recently why dogs always lick their privates. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would just, I would be like shoving the iPad in her face. Like, please turn on baby shark again or whatever the hell she watches on even now and like look like i'm not here to body shame but like simon is like a little bit doughy he's not like built like pierce brosnan and mrs doubtfire he like you know (laughs) like this 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 condom is digging into his skin (laughs) like i don't does he cut it off at the end of the day i mean (laughs) i don't know well you know they're just so european they just live their lives a different way I mean, it is a European thing. I suppose. But but I don't need it. Horrifying, nonetheless. Horrifying. horrifying. <sighs> Makes me All right, relieved. Let's, let's go on. Yeah, let's, let's go move. on. It makes me relieved to go back to the singers who are back in Southampton doing their own crazy stuff. Yes. And Mama Avery is babysitting Ramona once again. Yes. While they have a pool party at Ramona's house in the Hamptons in her backyard. Mm-hmm. I was like really looking closely in this scene to see if we saw like um, an early like what's her face that uh, what's her name Eleanor whatever that one who's on this season who's like a total like background character. Oh, I don't, I don't even Elise know. Elise something. Elise. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Were there tiki torches? <sighs> no tiki torches. I fucking hate tiki torches. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same house, right? I think so, because I think, okay, so after the divorce, she moved apartments in New York, but with the Southampton house, she remodeled it. She remodeled it. Okay. Yeah. Like, that was her but, big thing. So she remodeled the pool and put the tiki torches out. So this yes. is pre-tiki torches. <laughs> pre-tiki I didn't see torches. a tiki t- <laughs> but, no, no word on if the downstairs smells like dog piss yet, but, you know, same house. Coco. Yeah. Coco. So um, she has her friends over and she's saying that her friends love to flirt with her husband. And, you know, he doesn't mind. He flirts right back. Famous last words. Yeah. What what a shock that Mario Singer doesn't mind flirting back with a couple of ladies. But yeah. And Ramona liked it. At at that point, she liked it. She liked it. She liked having the husband who like, you know, ladies flirted with and blah, blah, blah. Because he was her husband, and like these drunk ladies don't mind either, because they're given as much as like you know Mario gives back. Yes, and so they're talking about I don't know 
pole dancing somehow comes up and Avery is just like humiliated mortified (laughs) mortified she's like mom what are you doing they're talking about strippers and pole dancing but then the one friend really crosses the line Mm -hmm. and she says well at least when I dance I keep my clothes on and Low that blow. just like rubs Ramona the wrong way. They're all having fun. They're all like a little tipsy. They're just going back and forth. And then she says that, and Ramona's like, "What? <laughs> What's your problem?" She's pissed. She, yeah, she really. You see the line Ramona here. flip that switch for yep. the first time. <laughs> we start to see shadows of like current Ramona. Like the crazy eye is starting to like. Yeah, <laughs> you see the crazy eyes for the first time. She's like. What? Why would you say that? <laughs> Her friend's like, what, Ramona? I'm kidding. She's like, well, I don't like you kidding like that. That's not nice. <laughs> and so then, so then they yeah. start wrestling. By the deep end of the pool, mind you. like. And Avery's just like, Cindy, stop. Cindy, no. Ma- no, everyone stop. Everyone, this is ridiculous. Yes. And then this friend, this like blonde woman, Pushes Ramona into the pool. <laughs> Which, if you remember, like, Ramona can't really swim. She needs her noodle. Like, what are you doing? She does not have her noodle. She goes in the pool, and you can tell Avery's like, oh, shit. Uh-huh. This is not good. So she does get pissed. But I think because the cameras are on, she kind of, like, holds it together. Mm-hmm. She gets herself out of the pool. And what does she do? She decides she's going to get back at Cindy. Not by trying to push Cindy into the pool, but by taking Cindy's dog and pretending to throw the dog into the pool, which is just mean. I'm sorry. I feel bad for this dog. So it's like, I think it's a pup. We'll we'll get to more puppies later. It's a very tiny dog. Like it's not, you know, it wasn't swimming before. She just tries to throw it into the pool like a monster. Like, yeah, Ramona. And so this woman's like, you know, obviously like, come on, this is, stop. And Avery's just like begging them all just to like, come on, everybody stop. This is ridiculous. <laughs> she's, poor Avery. They have her in the confessional and she's just like, I don't know. Like, she's just so embarrassing. Like, they just, they get carried away. Like, I, I don't know. They do things that are unnecessary. I mean, the voice of reason here. Like, yeah, I don't think we ever heard. I I didn't hear our mom say the word stripper until I was maybe twenty five. Like, <laughs> let alone I don't all know of this. why she said that, but okay. <laughs> I guess we should. We have the same mother. Yes, yes, we are sisters. We are sisters, and I don't want to know why my mom was talking about strippers. Well, or did it, uh, I kind of might know why actually? Oh, uh, yep, yep, yep. We're not going to triangulate by telling more of the story, but I no. know exactly why. <laughs> Uh uh gotcha okay moving on moving on moving on oh um simon's shopping with his wife whatever her name is down in the (laughs) st bart's yes the the famous shopping trip where they go on this extravagant shopping spree in in St. Bart's. Like, is St. Bart's, like, a good shopping place? I don't know. Like, when I I go on vacation on these islands, I buy, like, a, a, I don't know. 
little tchotchke souvenir. Like keychain? Yeah. I don't know. Something I like buy that. I splurge on a Christmas ornament yeah. sometimes. <laughs> right, right, right. And like I was saying, like, first of all, traveling there is a fucking nightmare. So, like, you don't want to be adding stuff to the weight of your suitcase. Like, you know, the only thing I could think is I think it's a French territory. So maybe some of these designer brands, like, you have, like, a tax benefit. I don't know how money works. You know, something like that. <laughs> I don't, I, I also don't think I would have ever gone in one of these stores. So no, I, what do I know? I mean, the most expensive thing in my closet is probably, I don't even know. I'm looking at my closet now and I'm like, I see a bunch of twenty nine ninety nine shirts in there. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and they were probably on sale. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like the thing is like Simon's wife, she really needs something to wear to the opera. The opera, the yes. Opera, so, yes. So they they're going shopping for her opera outfit, <laughs> and he just loves wearing, wa- watching her wear these clothes and try them on. It's just like it's art. I mean, like some people hang art on their walls. They shop for art, yes. in their fashion. <laughs> Which, like, glad we weren't seeing that. But was she present when Simon bought that bathing suit? Because you know, is that her art? Her idea of art? <laughs> So she's just trying on all these things and they're flashing the prices and everything is like over a thousand dollars. If not like closer to like three or four thousand dollars. I think the cheapest thing she put on was a pair of shoes that was like eight hundred dollars. Like everything is incredibly pricey and Simon just keeps giving her things to try on. He's pulling out gold these this gold handbag and she comes out and he'll be like well may i buy that for you (laughs) (laughs) she's like okay simon (laughs) like the only part about this i find enjoyable is like they're drinking champagne the whole time which like (laughs) yeah to witness this i'd want the champagne you know yeah, shopping and champagne. Sure, yeah. I'll, I'll have some. I mean, one of the dresses she put on was like almost $8,000. Like, it's the kind of, like, besides a wedding dress, it's the kind of stuff that's so expensive that you never want to touch it again. Like, you oh. want to just sit in your closet and, like, you know. Yeah, my wedding dress was not close to $8,000. Yeah. And it's like sitting in a box preserved until i don't know like what do you do with that like maybe should we cut it open and make harper a christening dress at this point we might need to (laughs) she might we might not have to alter it she (laughs) might just fit right into it at this point but yeah like i i can't imagine like especially they're not really super rich ever being comfortable actually wearing these things and not being terrified especially in new york where everything's disgusting like is a bum like is a pile of bum piss gonna like brush the edge of the skirt like i don't know i don't know but they spend quite a bit of money in this store and yes you know what like get me a simon get me a simon someone who just worships me i don't like the clinginess but you know what if he just wants to like tell me i'm beautiful all day buy me things like maybe not so bad maybe not so bad i mean it's it's pretty dreamy you know that girl from kansas she clicked her heels and she got herself a simon and 
it's not so bad for her. No. I mean, she has this, like, nice little life. Yeah. With all these fancy clothes in her closet. It's really not bad. I just looked on Instagram. They're celebrating 20 years of marriage. So, yeah. Like, it's working. Are, which is nice. Yeah. So they uh, spend all their money. They and... spend all their money. And she walks out of this place wearing a fucking zebra print. Sorry. Giraffe print dress with a jean vest. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually do feel like she doesn't have a fashion sense like at all yeah like i'm thinking of those those big shoes that she wore her herman munster shoes herman yes herman (laughs) munster shoes yeah i mean i don't think she has any sort of fashion sense so she probably sort of needs simon to just be like yes that looks good yes yes, yeah yeah you're right he does. He does. I mean, clearly, he is a little clued into fashion. He's a dapper guy. I mean, I mean, I, I, I say that after we had the banana hammock scene, <laughs> but yeah, you can't call that fashion. I mean, no, no one calls a condom fashion, right? <laughs> you don't wear it for fashion. It's just you know, a responsible thing to do. I guess something I you have know. to do. <laughs> it's almost like. He was on the beach completely naked. And they're like, listen, we can't put this on the show. So here's a condom and just, (laughs) you know, somehow stretch that around into your butt cheek and we'll call it a bathing suit. (laughs) Listen, if you're running around here naked playing monster, you might get arrested. (laughs) Yeah, we can't put this on TV. This is not a porno, although, <laughs> although kind of is. Danielle Staub again, I, you know. Mm. <laughs> oh, All right. Goodness. So, oh, so then we go back to the Hamptons. Yes, and Lou is bringing home <gasps> baby Aston, her baby Westie, her we, little baby Westie. You have a Westie who's turning ten in a oh few days. Oh my god, days. he's turning ten. I I can't and deal. He looked just like little baby Aston. He was so teeny tiny. Oh, I love Westies and like, oh, I just like love when this. we got Jax. He was smaller than Aston. Jax yeah. was like just about three pounds, oh. <laughs> and he had the one ear. That stood up and the other ear was floppy. Yes. Remember that? I do. And he, and he like, had his like little puppy fur. And you taught him how to walk upstairs. Like, ugh. Like, yeah. Now, now that in... little asshole's almost 10. <laughs> like now in puppy years, he's going to be 70 years old. But he's he's such he's a baby. A puppy. He's, yeah, su- he's, he's always going to be a puppy. And like, I love this because like Luann still has this puppy. I'm pretty sure like her kids grew up and like didn't give shit about Aston and he hangs around with Luann. So, you know. Yeah. So they they didn't have the name uh, initially. I guess they they had Aston, mm-hmm. but they were toying around with other names and Luann wanted to name him Marshmallow or Cotton Puff or something yeah. like that. <laughs> but then what's the kid's name? Noelle? Yeah. He's like, no, Poppy and I wanted to be Aston. <laughs> like, they, he calls his mother Poppy? Dude, like, they both or sound. Papa? Pop, Poppy? I think they, Papa? They both sound like fucking Veruca Salt from Willy Wonka calling yes. their daddy Poppy. Like <laughs> daddy, I want Aston now. 
So then they have a family meeting. Rosanna's back. Oh, yeah. This poor I woman. I thought that she got the summer off. This poor woman got like a fucking minute. Yes. And how did she get to the Hamptons? Like she can't get in the family van. What do they do? Like put her on the jetney? I am what sure. Called? Yeah, I'm Jet- sure jitney? she was on the jitney. Like, you know, slumming it the way that like um, Sonia had to do like last time she went to the Hamptons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting in the back seat, like the air conditioning's broken. She's like, do I really no, want to do yeah. this? I don't even know if she got a seat, the poor woman. She's probably standing the whole way. Yeah. Justice for Rosanna. Yeah. So she's back. So they have this family meeting about the dog and they're talking about the responsibilities of who's going to take care of the dog. And Luann's telling the kids, you know, like you're going to have to be responsible. And Rosanna is just like, what the fuck people, you know that I am <laughs> going to be responsible for this dog. Yeah. I already take care of all these fucking animals in this zoo. Like, <laughs> of course now I have to train a puppy for yeah. everything. Yeah, she's like you know the kids will take care of it for a second but once that gets old I'm going to be the one taking care of the dog here and there and the, the poor woman I mean I, I hope they pay her well I hope so and yeah I hope they like still pay her like I hope they like pay her pension basically so now she can sit back and relax now that she raised all of these people basically and you know wiped their asses for all these years yeah, but she's this Rosanna. I mean, she's talking about taking care of the dog, and then you see her, like, cleaning. There's dog food, like, all over the kitchen. It looks like the dog must have, like, tipped the bowl over uh-huh. or something. She's cleaning up all this dog food, and then there's, like, a fly buzzing around, and she just, like, kills it. Like, with – it seems like just, like, her bare hands. She's just, like <laughs> – Killing flies, <laughs> cleaning up dog food. Yeah. I mean, what doesn't she do? She's, I need one of her. Yeah. She needs to clone herself or here, come work with me. I probably can't pay you like Luann, but. You know, we'll figure something out. We'll figure it out. You know, I'll cook you dinner. I don't know. She yeah. can probably cook a better dinner than I can. What am I saying? Yeah, true. I need to find this woman on Instagram, see what she's up to. Where is Rosanna? Where you is Rosanna? Where Rosanna is? Mm. Please let me know. We're in the tri-state area. Yes, yes. We can help her out. We can help her out. Right. Give her a change of pace. So then, okay, how do we wrap up this episode? Um. So we're back to Jill. Mm-hmm. And they are, again, talking about this detox center. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. So Jill's just going to pull out her, her credit card, right? That's all it takes? No, no. She she needs to ask Bobby about the detox center. So she meets with Bobby, and she's like, Bobby, Bobby, I have to talk to you about it's about Allison's trip to, <laughs> to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> she's like, I'm sending Allie to a detox center. Don't worry about the price. I negotiated, and um, we just we need to talk about it, Bobby. Bobby's like sitting back like exhausted like what do you want Jill like (laughs) he's like all right I trust you like all right and she's like well are you gonna be are you gonna be able to come are you gonna be able to come to Martha's Vineyard (laughs) (laughs) she's like I just need your blessing Bobby I just need your blessing She's making this whole big thing, and he's like, "Okay, get to the point. Like, how do we get to Martha's Vineyard? Like, and all she's of like, this. all right, Bobby, 
I, I need a plane. I need you to get me a plane. We need to get to Mother's Binion to get her to the detox center. I need a plane. He's like, all right, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll get a plane. Haven't all of us asked our husbands for a plane at one point or another? And he, God bless him. God He's bless. He's like, all, like, all right, Jill, whatever you need. When do you need it? She's like, I need the plane to get to the detox center. We got to drop her off. And, and, and you're going to come, right? You're going to be able to take off work. You're going to come. We got to get into the detox center, Bobby, on this plane. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I mean, getting the plane's not a problem. Let me check my schedule and see if I can go to Martha's Vineyard with you. Like, God bless Bobby Zarin, wherever he is now. Like, he is just so good to them. Oh, so good. I mean, asking for a plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like as if it's asking, like, could I have $5 to pay the toll? Like, I don't know. Like, a plane. A plane. A plane. An entire plane. An entire plane. And he's just like, yeah. Like, he's more concerned. She's like, well, so you're going to be able to come, right? You're going to get on this plane with me? We're going we're gonna to grab some lunch and drop her off the detox center? She's very worried about the lunch for Allie's week-long trip to detox. Well, you know what? Not for nothing. I know that I can get my husband to do just about anything if I promise him a meal to go with it. True. And you know my husband. If I wanted him to go to church, which... <laughs> Good luck. But... I promised him, like, French toast at the diner after. He'd be like, all right, what time do we leave? Yeah. So yeah. I think that, you know, that's kind of the thing with Bobby. She's like, get me the plane. Get us to the detox center and I'll get you a burger after. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, a burger? All right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Call it up my plane, guy. It'll True. be here tomorrow. <laughs> True. And I bet on Martha's Vineyard you could get, like, a nice lobster roll or something. like, a, like ooh, ooh. a nice lobster roll. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. Okay. That's one of those things you have to go to like boston yes vineyards in is it massachusetts it's massachusetts but it's an island so to get there you you either have to get a plane or you have to take a ferry i think so yeah it's like it's right that's what makes it exclusive yeah like you can Can drive on but you have have, like a permit or something you can put your car on the ferry i think Mm. and like go over that way so you have your car but i don't think there's any like bridges Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. So you need the plane. I mean, you need the plane. You need a plane. You need to. You need to get there to the detox center. You need to get there somehow. I mean, come on. Come on. She has arthritis, Bobby. I mean, what is she gonna do? (laughs) She can't swim over. (laughs) She has arthritis. We need the plane, Bobby. (laughs) All right, Jill. I'll get the plane. (laughs) Oh my god. So that's kind of where we wrap up with season. I mean, not with with episode one. Episode one, yeah. You know, getting to know everybody. There's not a lot of Bethany, but to be fair, like Bethany has a totally different life at this point. You know, Um, not much like intersection. Yes, and she also knew so much about the Hamptons, but didn't go. She goes sometimes. But she's also not that impressed with the Hamptons at this point. No, I see Bethany at this point, like in her like early mid thirties, like more of a Jersey Shore girl, you know. She's too too cool for school. Really. Yeah, yeah. Too cool for these Upper East Side ladies. Yeah, she pulls out her lounge chair on the roof deck of her apartment. <laughs> yes, but she's not going to go to the Hamptons every weekend. Please, that would be absurd. She's working. That's why. Yes. That's true. She's she a can't working go to the girl. Hamptons every weekend. She's making her dreams happen. 
Yeah. All right. So that is episode season one, episode one, Real Housewives of New York. Yep. Um, you can catch it on Hulu if you're in the United States, wherever. But like I said, this is like such a good escape to like go back to these times in these difficult times and just just like easy to watch like good escapism highly recommend yeah and i know for me um i'm a mom with two little kids and thank god school's over now but we were doing homeschool we were working from home i have a kid who is an infant who needs like constant care and then another kid who is like Ramona and can't stop moving and bouncing off the walls and she's constantly talking. I mean, the kid does not shut up. You no, know her out. but she's also she going to change the world talking. someday. She's like, yeah, she's just well, a lot maybe. of Maybe. I mean, she wasn't sure if the Statue of Liberty was a real person or not. So like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, even just to like get into like a new series on Netflix or something, I'm just like, no, I am done my brain is fried yeah so it was nice to kind of go back to these episodes that i can just watch and laugh and i don't have to think about it i don't have to process anything it's Mm -hmm. just good entertainment so i think if you need just a break from life this is the perfect place to go yes back to new york in 2008 yes who knew you know if we only knew back then those were the good times (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so sad. But we'll get back there. We will. Yes, we will. All right. But so... we'll just have better fashion next oh, time. Oh, for sure. We're going to leave all these, uh, you know, these terrible choices behind us and move forward with our lives. You know, hopefully I find a Simon one day who helps me buy some modern day fashion. Yeah, I hope so too, girl. I hope so too. <laughs> I just hope he looks better in his bathing suit condom. <laughs> Guys, bathing suit condom. <laughs> I mean, uh, gross. We have to stop. That's all. Um, yeah, I'm we throwing have to stop. up in my mouth right yeah. now. Yeah. All right. All right. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you all next right. time. Bye. Bye.